Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It took three years to complete. It's one of the most recognized paintings in the world with its image found on the items ranging from carpets to carvings to canvases. We even have a copy of it embroidered by the elevator in our upstairs grand hall. With lifelike facial expressions unable to be captured by anyone else at the time, this 15 by 29 foot painting became an instant masterpiece. I am of course referring to The Last Supper by the great Renaissance master Leonardo da Vinci. When da Vinci was 43 years old, the Duke of Milan commissioned him to paint this dramatic scene, and it took him three years of work on and off for this piece to be completed. On the assignment, da Vinci chose to group the disciples into groups of three, two on either side of the central figure, which of course is Jesus. When the masterpiece was finished, da Vinci invited a friend to his studio to come and take a look at what he had created. Look at it and give me your honest opinion, he said. His friend took a moment, a moment and dutifully studied the work and then gave his friend the following appraisal. He said, The cup in Jesus' hand. It's exceptionally beautiful. What a stunning centerpiece to this portrait. With glimmering precious jewels, Wrapped in ornate, polished gold, this, this truly was a cup that would be worthy to touch the lips of Christ Jesus. Well, after discussing the painting in more detail, da Vinci showed his friend the door, and then he proceeded to promptly remove the cup from the painting. Later, after the commissioned piece was done, his friend saw the altered part of the painting, and he inquired of da Vinci why he would remove such an elegant and beautiful part of the painting, to which da Vinci responded, nothing must distract from the figure of the Christ. Nothing must detract from Jesus. And why is that? Because it is Christ Jesus who is betrayed. Let that soak in. At the Last Supper, here, Christ makes known to his disciples that he is betrayed. The words of institution for the Holy Supper, which we celebrate each week here at Faith, begin on the night when our Lord was betrayed. We hear these words so often that perhaps we don't really comprehend their gravity in the way that we should. Today, our Witnesses of Christ series introduces us to the disciple who betrayed Jesus, Judas Iscariot. When we find Judas in John's account of our gospel reading, which Pastor Edwards read for us a moment ago, Judas is in the upper room with the 11 other 11 disciples. And he hears Jesus deliver this earth-shattering news. Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Betrayed by Judas, one of his 12. Betrayed for 30 
pieces of silver, betrayed with a kiss. Imagine that, a kiss. Betrayed by Judas in the garden east of Jerusalem called Gethsemane, Christ is betrayed for you. That's why da Vinci exclaimed that in this peace, in this moment, nothing must detract from Jesus. For this is the act which sets in motion the accomplishment of your salvation, Christ is betrayed for us. According to Matthew 26, verse 25, Judas is seated pretty close to Jesus, close enough, in fact, for the two of them to carry on a private conversation while the other 11 celebrate the Paschal Feast. It may be that the Savior singles out Judas as an important guest, for he gives Judas a morsel of bread even while his disciple is harboring plans for his betrayal. Then, after he had taken the morsel, according to John 13, Satan enters Judas. The term Satan is only used to tell this story in John's gospel. It accents the absolute seriousness of the situation. John 6 verse 70 refers to Judas as a devil, while Mark 5.13 and Luke 8 verse 30 employ the very same word which describe the evil spirits entering the Gerasene demoniac. Da Vinci, in this moment, paints a spilled salt shaker next to the elbow of Judas Iscariot. Why is this? Well, remember Jesus' words in Matthew 5.13. He tells his disciple, you all will be like the salt of the earth. But now, Judas has lost his salt. Judas has given himself over to greed. We too lose our salt because of greed. We too, in our sinful flesh, constantly lust for more treasures of this world. The painting depicts the disciples eating something unusual, something not found in the, in the biblical account. Da Vinci paints all 12 of the disciples partaking not just of the bread and the wine, but of a fish, a herring. In Da Vinci's northern Italian dialect, the word for herring is renga. Renga in that dialect also describes someone who has lost their faith, someone who denies religion. You see the point he is making here. Judas is not the only sinner present at the supper. For we know that St. Peter denied Jesus three times in the high priest's courtyard. We remember how Jesus' own disciples fell asleep and denied him in the Garden of Gethsemane. We remember how all of them, save for one, ran away during the hours of his passion and death. Renga. That is all of them. Renga. That is all of us. John writes that after receiving this morsel of bread, Judas immediately went out, and now it was dark. The scene at this moment turns dark. Jesus warned his disciples that night was quickly coming, and now night and darkness set in with a vengeance. The feast is over, 
And now comes the moment of Christ's sacrifice. Why did Jesus allow this all to happen? It was, as he says in the words of institution, simply, for you. For you. Those are powerful gospel words. For God is not against you. He is not in opposition to you. God is not your enemy. God is for you. Not just for her and him and them. Not just for the righteous, the most devout, the most pious people. God's love is for you. It is an intensely personal thing. It is for you individually. God's love, God's love was for Judas. But he did not know it. He was too distracted by the glean of the silver coins. He let those things take his focus away from his Lord Jesus. Nothing must detract from Jesus. Yet at the table, Judas was fed the same bread as those men who would go on to be Jesus' apostles. What was the difference? Was it that Judas sinned? Was it that he betrayed and denied his Lord? No. They were all of them sinners, all of them deniers, renga. Yet Jesus gives his body and sheds his blood for all of them seated at that table. He reconciles them back to himself and he gives himself to them as true food and drink to work saving faith into their hearts. And yet, still, Judas falls away. Judas alone gives himself over to despair because for him... The object of his faith, the object on which his sights were set, were not Christ at Calvary, but that which detracts from the Christ. Christ did not give up on Judas. Judas gave up on Christ. May it not be so with us. Martin Luther writes, there is something more than the mere words of the sermon, for although the same thing is present, the same spirit is active in the sermon as in the sacrament, here there is the advantage that this sacrament, the body and blood of Christ, it is directed towards individuals, definite individuals. Jesus never gives up on you. You may give up on you, But Jesus does not give up on you. When soldiers spit in his face, Jesus did not give up. When a whip ripped open his back, Jesus did not give up. When nails crushed his nerves, Jesus did not give up, come what may. Even when we betray and deny him, our Lord does not give up on us. He will not give up on you. Did you know, dear friends, that since its completion in 1498, the Last Supper, Da Vinci's magnum opus, the most famous painting in the known world, it's been slowly but steadily falling apart. Da Vinci, always the inventor, tried using a new material to seal this painting at its completion. Instead of using the customary wet plaster which leaves a dulled and matted effect, he attempted to use a new technology a dry plaster. Now certainly the dry plaster works well artistically, but as time would attest, it's not the best for sustainability. Because of its constant degradation, experts in the field of preservation have been working to restore the original beauty of the painting ever since. And I can't help but think 
what a fitting illustration, what a fitting image this is for us who come to the table this night to partake of the Eucharist of Christ's body and blood. The Lord's Supper is for people whose lives, like that painting, are ever falling apart. In this life, you and I, we can never quite get it right. And yet still, our God, he keeps working on us. Still, our God keeps restoring us. Our God keeps reminding us that his betrayal, his suffering and death, they are for you. His crucified and risen body and blood, those are for you. In the Lord's Supper, God is acting for you right now. God delivers Christ's true body and blood in the here and now, this very evening. Holy communion is the opposite of a mere remembrance of a dead man. Holy communion is a meal with a man who lives. And how do we know this? What makes us so sure of this fact? Well, here again the words of Jesus. The operating word in the phrase, the words of institution, is none other than is. Is is how we know. Is is as in take, eat, this is my body. Take, drink, this is my blood. That really means is. Is does not mean signifies or represents or symbolizes. No, this soft view of the sacrament did not rise until the 11th century, almost a thousand years or more after Jesus walked this earth. It was promoted by a French theologian, Beringer of Tours, who wanted the divine, miraculous presence of Jesus in, with, and under the bread and the wine to appeal to a more rationalist movement. And so he coined the phrase which has become infamously associated with him, flee to reason. But no, I tell you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, do not flee to reason. Flee to the scriptures. Let not your intellect prove a stumbling block to detract from Jesus. Instead, believe that he meant what he said. This is my body. This is my blood. This is for you. Friends, If I may divert for a moment, do any of you perhaps remember a woman from a decade ago named Susan Boyle? Susan was a rather ordinary-looking, middle-aged Scottish woman. And you might remember when she went viral on the Internet after her performance on the television show Britain's Got Talent. It was during this show that Susan walked out from behind the theater curtain, her hair going in every direction, wearing a dress that wasn't very flattering on her, that people in the audience rolled their eyes and let out a collective sigh of disappointment at her seemingly ordinary appearance. No one was expecting anything from Susan Boyle. That was the way it was when she opened her mouth on April 11th, 2009, and began to sing. And those of you who've seen the video know how it ends. By the time her song concluded... People had exploded into a standing ovation. The video clip of Susan became the most watched video on YouTube at the time. 
Her first recording after this performance broke all kinds of sales records. Susan Boyle wasn't what the people expected. She was so much more. But here's my point. Those things which might look ordinary to our mortal eyes, they can often be just the opposite. Utterly extraordinary, wonderfully extraordinary. The Lord's Supper is like this. When Christ's words, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood, are spoken by your pastor over the bread and the wine, it's no longer what we expect, no longer merely what we witness with our eyes. It's so much more. Do not let the ordinary, humble means of the bread and the wine detract from the reality of Jesus Christ present in his supper for you. For the bread participates with Christ's body. The wine participates in Christ's blood. What may look ordinary at a glance is, in fact, so wonderfully extraordinary. And this extraordinary meal, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is for you. But that's not all that the Lord has for you at this table. There's more to this meal. There's always more to the gospel. Da Vinci's Last Supper, you might notice, includes a view of paradise in the background outside the windowsill behind Jesus and the twelve disciples. So it is with the meal that we receive this day. For the Lord's Supper is not only the Eucharistic feast for you in the here and now, it is also a blessed and wonderful foretaste of the feast which is still to come. Jesus true to his word, is coming to restore all things for good. At the heavenly banquet hall, we will no longer have to look at our sin. We will no longer crack and wither and fade away. We, all of us, will be perfectly restored, made ever new in the precious blood of Christ. At this heavenly banquet, we will no longer despair like Judas burdened by broken hearts and broken lives. In the new creation, we will all be gathered together, you and the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven at that banquet. We will no longer need Jesus to come to us in the mysterious means of bread and wine containing his body and blood in the sacrament. No, we will, all of us, see him face to face. We will partake in the unspeakable joy of him which will not end. You know, dear friends, it can sometimes be confusing how many different words and phrases people have for Holy Communion. You know some of them. The sacrament, the Eucharist, the supper. Don't let the phraseology trip you up. The most important words in Holy Communion are those two words which Jesus speaks that informs his intent for this meal. Those two words, you know them, for you. Don't make Judas's mistake, but find comfort in this gospel proclamation. Jesus Christ is for you. Let nothing detract from the joy of this gospel. For on the night that he was betrayed, Christ Jesus gave himself up for you. Right now, on this day, 
Christ is truly present with his body and blood given and shed for you. And on the last day at the marriage feast of the Lamb without end, this same Jesus Christ, your Lord, who was betrayed, who is risen again, who lives and reigns to all eternity, he sets a place at his table for you. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus, unto life everlasting, amen.